This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, are you a shitty friend? How do you show up for the ones that you love? Are gender reveals trash? And from Insecure to Kaepernick to Azalea Banks' latest Twitter dissertation, we discuss how colorism colors damn near everything. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Can you talk? Hello? Okay. Excellent. Wayne's World. Did you watch Wayne's World? Hell no. I don't know. You can't say hell no when randomly you bring up mad white shit, mad white movies. You can't say hell no to The Wayne's only World. white movie I bring up is Mean Girls. No, you recite that. That's different than just bringing it up. Yeah, I'm saying that's the only one. Okay. What's your issue with Wayne's World? I don't care about white men. <laughs> if you're gonna spew, I don't care about white man joy. Spew into this. <laughs> Why would I care about white man joy? No? Because it was, it was what's his Thank name? You. Dave Myers. Mm-hmm. And I probably Mike only Myers? watch Mean Girls because mm-hmm. my younger sisters. They was like, "Oh, this is funny." Oh, maybe. All right. Okay. We, we I grew up in a Wayne's World household. We enjoyed that. How to now Beavis and Butthead? No, we didn't do any of that. No, shit that's different. House. We didn't fuck with Beavis and Butthead either. Beavis and Butthead came from Wayne's World. Well, we didn't fuck with oh. we didn't fuck with them. Oh, yeah. No. no, we were like Wayne's World the movie kind of people. Oh. No, I do like some white movies though. I know. I'm not buying this yeah. line of rhetoric because I do like Step Brothers and I reference that a lot. <laughs> you know what? Forget <laughs> it. Forget it. That's okay. We knew you were lying. I'm a fraud. We knew that going in. <laughs> Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea. tea. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea, tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. And yes, I definitely do love Austin Powers. <laughs> I know. You're ridiculous. <laughs> And you skipped on our Al just to say it. I know. Al. We know. We know. We know. Okay, I'm a fraud. We know. I partake in white. We know. Media. Of course. If you would like to follow the conversation had on this podcast. Yes, yes. Use the hashtag Tea with QJ. Um, we love when you use that. You can use it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We follow the hashtag. We look for you people. We like things. We talk to you. And we see you guys talking to each other is actually really dope that's right some like search the hashtag Mm -hmm. use it and search it because you'll find some things in there that's right you'll find some things find some things things. you will find some things that's right um also if you are a returning listener yeah and you would like to donate to the growth of this podcast oh yeah you can go to our website teawithqueenandj.com hit the donate tab and there are two ways to donate you can donate via the paypal link that's right there you yep. can click on that shit or you can click on the patreon link which is right there yes um if you click our paypal you can give us any amount of money whatever the fuck you want it's a one-time deal. You can come back and donate again the next day if you want. You can donate every day. You can donate once a year. Whatever the fuck you want, however much you want to give, we're down with it. We fuck with it. We appreciate it. You can also sign up for our Patreon campaign. Um, and we're asking that all of our listeners donate $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if all of our listeners give us $2 a month, yep. we'll be able to do all the shit that we want to do. All the things. For the fucking year, yo. Like, we'll be able to, like... 
do all the stuff. Yeah, we have plans. We have plans that we we're trying plans. to like make happen. What? She could go straight to PayPal or straight to Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Should I give those links mm-hmm. separately? Um, why don't you give them? So the link for our PayPal is paypal.me slash T with QJ. And the direct link for our Patreon is patreon.com slash T with QJ. Perfect. See, you'd be knowing. So the two places you can do that. That is right. Before you do what you were going to do. What? You want to do some pronouns? Sure. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are always uh, she, her, and uh, not a lady. That's and me. my pronouns are she, her, and bad bitch. All right. Yeah. That's what we're doing? Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay. Bad bitch contest. You in first place. Okay. Yeah. Coolio. Coolio. <laughs> Speaking of donations, uh, we got some, some donations this week. We got Jane, who signed up for our Patreon. Thank you so much. We Thank appreciate you. Um, and Sydney actually upped her Patreon donation from $2 to $5. I'm telling all her business. I really just meant to say that she upped it. But thank you so much. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, totally. Oh, that was Sydney with an I. We got a lot of Sydneys We got a lot of Sydneys. Here. We got a lot of Jasmine. That's true, we do. Those are the popular names. They are. Of the Teeth Screen J podcast. We got a few Dominiques. Yeah, we got yeah. a few Dominiques. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey y'all. Hey y'all. When somebody emails named Naima or Janicia. I'm gonna shit myself if somebody <laughs> named Janicia. Naima, I can see. Janicia. Yeah, that would be scary. There's a Janicia with my same full government. I know who's annoying. Yeah, she's my arch nemesis. Oh, she's very annoying. I don't know her, but you're annoying. One of us have to go. Mm. Her. Yeah. All right. So, do you have any other libations? Yes. So I want to libate this season. Of Scandal will be the last season of Scandal. Praise the Lord. But I agree. Before you get to that, sorry. I just want to say what libations are. Oh, yeah. You didn't do that. Yeah, I forgot to do that. Those are, of course, when we give... These are our shout-outs. This is when we pour one out for the ancestors, pour one out for the homies, and give love to all the people, places, and things that we are fucking with. And give week, us yo. all the black joy. And give us black joy. Yes. So, I want to pour libations for two things. For Scandal, knowing that it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, sometimes people know when it need to know when it's time to when go. It's time to yeah. leave. Because I don't know what y'all were doing. I don't know what y'all been doing. But the real reason why I am pouring libations for Scandal is about two weeks ago, I was in the house, like, in one of those moods. And I was like, I don't like being in this mood. What am I going to do to change this mood? And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch something that I really used to like. Like, start from the beginning. Right. So I went on my Netflix, and I went to season one of Scandal. Mm-hmm. And that shit was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I missed it. I was like, oh, this is nice. This is when, you know, when you first start meeting someone and, <laughs> <All the butterflies laughs> and everything is sweet yeah. and you can't wait till next week to watch Get it again. And, and then I'm forgetting that. I'm forgetting that there were people on the show that aren't there anymore. Right. Like, Who the fuck is this motherfucker? Yep. And then that's, um, what's his name? Short. Columbus Short. Yeah, when Columbus Short, before I knew you was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just, yeah. it was just a really nice time. So I want to pour our libations for the first season of Scandal. Um. Yeah, I do. It was it was good How times. How do I <laughs> say goodbye? You supposed to do the ooh? No. All yeah. right. Anyway, I am a like lead singer, so I was gonna go to what? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Was, <laughs> was it gonna play the background? <laughs> you were gonna Diana Ross me? I'm, yeah, I'm not that good at being a Michelle. Not okay. a good Michelle. All right. Not All a right. good Michelle. Okay. 
appreciate that libation to scandal. Yes. I fuck with that. I wanted to give libations to International Podcast Day, mm-hmm. which was earlier this week. Yes. Yo. Um, so libations to everybody who shouted us out on Twitter using the hashtag International Podcast Day and included us in their list of favorite podcasts. Yeah, I foolishly think no one listens to us still. So weird. So seeing certain people that I listen to pop up, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You be listening to like me? Like fellow podcasters. Why do you listen yeah, to me? I listen to you because cool. I learn things. You listen to me for why? Right. Like, you right, know? Right, like, right, right, like that, right. So, yeah. yes. Oh, you're talking about Dr. Joy. A lot, um, no, it was a few. For black girls. But that was one specific person. Okay, but it was okay. a few people. I'm like, whoa, why? Why you be listening to me? That's so cool. I know why, but why? Right, right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely appreciated that. And it just made me think about, like, we did a lot this year. And we got to know a lot of people this yeah. year. Um, it just reminded me of our Pod and Live NYC event. Yeah. You guys can check the hashtag for you know background on that. That was back in March, um, and we just met mad podcasters, mad like podcasters. mad podcasters of color, mad black podcasters. Um, some that we knew, some we had never heard of, mm-hmm. and it was just really cool to like revisit that and see that wow, we are like really a part of this larger community yeah. of motherfuckers that are out here like mm-hmm. doing work. Um, so definitely check the Pod and Live NYC hashtag to learn about like some of those podcast podcasters who were involved in that mm-hmm. event. Yes. Um, and check out the International Podcast Day hashtag if you want to like see what people are listening to. And you can filter on Twitter so you can just see people maybe who you already follow on Twitter who use the hashtag. Yeah. Um, see what they're listening to. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty lit. It was. I appreciated that. I appreciate that. Our mentions was lit as fuck. They were. Yeah, were. Like, you know, I have issues with thinking I'm an island. Oh God, I do, mm-hmm. and um, so it's stuff like that that reminds me that wait, I'm like a part of this community right. and all of this stuff. So it was really, really cool mm-hmm. to see, really mm-hmm. cool and great to see. Yeah, yeah. Cause I be acting like I don't know nobody. You do act like that. I do. Mm-hmm. I know. I know my flaws. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. People know you though. Mm-hmm. And and you know people. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people. A lot of people right. know me, but I'm always like, what? What? You, what? Who sent you? You know yeah. me. You listen to him. I have a, you know, I have a podcast. Right. Like it's just, right, it's, it's right. weird. I don't know why I'm like that. Mm-hmm. Probably because I'm a middle child and I'm used to not being noticed. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I'll be doing that. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So libations to that. What else? Anything else? Um. No. That's all my libations. Do you all have right. more? Nah. I'm okay. Ready. You ready? Yeah. Let's get into the Let's show. Get into the show. So, girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm having jasmine green tea. It's a little lukewarm because <laughs> we, we've been prepping and doing a whole bunch of other shit. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I'm having jasmine oh. green. It's good for you. So, I had a... I, it's the past because I drank it already. In the past. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's in the past. It's in the past. Mm-hmm. I had, like, a peach iced tea, a cold tea. Yeah. You know, from the bodega. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Delicious. Yes. Very good. Um, yeah, so that's the tea I was drinking. All right. Well, you ready to get into the show? Spill yes. the show tea? Let's does it. <laughs> okay. Um, so me and Jay were talking a little bit before the show and Jay has always hated these things. I've always hated it so much. And we I was just like, ah, oh, whatever, let the people eat cake. <laughs> like no. I didn't really care. No, I didn't like um, it. Um we are talking about gender reveals. Gender reveals. Um, so basically a gender reveal is you're pregnant, somebody is having a baby and you've already had the baby shower to celebrate this baby coming in. Right. Sometimes they do both. 
But I've seen a gender reveal first because you reveal you learn the gender like I think early in a pregnancy. Oh, okay. Then there's a baby shower. Right. Whenever the fuck. Baby showers you do closer to the due date. Right. Gender reveals are usually earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's excessive, but yeah. Well, I like a party. I'm down for an extra party, so that's cool. Um so yeah, so the gender reveal is basically right, a special event that reveals the gender of, of the, the baby. baby. The incoming Which used to kind of be the baby shower, or not even you'll just tell people I'm having a boy or girl. Yeah. And then you'll come and you'll see like the gender specific that's in air quotes mm-hmm. colors that relates to right the gender of the child gender is also in air yeah quotes, right? um so that's use that's how i used to find out the sex right. the, the gender of the child but now there's these parties for them mm-hmm. which is strange so at first i didn't really care i was just like whatever i don't care um let them people do what they want to do mm-hmm. um but now I'm I don't like them, and I think it's mostly because I see people's reactions when they get the gender that they prefer, mm-hmm. and it's gross. Mm-hmm. And it's like the celebratory dance that I usually see men do when they realize they're gonna have a boy right. is just like gross. Yeah. Um, I seen one where it was revealed that they were having a girl, and the dad was just so disappointed, like mm-hmm. walked away, like all of this stuff, and I'm like. Like, I'm not a parent, but like, it's it's it's. Why are we documenting that shit? One, why are we, why are we having a party it? around this and documenting it? And two, like, you plan this gender reveal because there's a possibility that if you believe in gender and all of this shit, mm-hmm. that it's going to be a boy or a girl. If you believe those are the only genders or whatever, mm-hmm. um. I don't know. It just it just takes away the um, I just want my child to be healthy thing. Right. It just takes away from the you are blessed to be a parent because mm-hmm. not everyone gets to um, do parenting in, in that way. Right. Um, and then because the gender of the child is not what you prefer, now it's like this huge disappointment. I don't know. It's just gross. Like, mm-hmm. like what the fuck do you think parenting is? Mm-hmm. Is Was you only going to be an effective great parent if it was a gender... That you preferred, and how right. much pressure are you putting on this fucking fetus? That it's that is not even like it's a lot of foolishness, <laughs> and then it's a lot of predetermined shit, right? So it's like, oh, if I have a girl, then it's gonna mean all these things for me and for that kid's life. If I have a boy, it's gonna mean all these things for me and that kid's life. When really, it could mean anything. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You could have somebody with a vagina and they decide that they want to do all these things that are traditionally have not been okay for people, people with, with vaginas, vaginas to do like, it's just it puts to it's it's extremely like gender normative and like just really puts emphasis on things that are not important to human development yeah that and then cuz i agree with all of that mm-hmm. but for me because I know that not everyone is at a, a, a place and understanding of genders that you and I are or maybe mm-hmm. lots of other people are, for me it was, um, it's just how much of becoming a parent is about you mm-hmm. versus the actual child. Right. Like you're making, this is about you. 
Um, and I feel that parenting is not a, a is not about you. Mm-hmm. Like the child isn't here. Like you know, it's just yeah. like why are you making yourself center in mm-hmm. something? Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes, that should be about this life, right? And it takes the emphasis off of celebrating life and turns it into celebrating a certain type of life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. just like so that's where it got gross for me. Like I totally agree and got and always got and respected everyone's views because gender is this. Um, construct and all mm-hmm. that's why I always you know stuck with that and was like yep I get mm-hmm. it I get why you don't like gender reveals but I think because for me now where I'm like disgusted by it is we is like you're putting all of this pressure on this life that has didn't even come out of vagina yet mm-hmm. and you're like putting all this pressure putting all this um white supremacist capitalistic mm-hmm. shit on a on a life that hasn't even fully even formed yet, right. like you're already doing that, so it's just like shit. Like can can they live? Mm-hmm. Like let me just float around in this goop, right? Like right. get all these nutrient nutrients from my mom and like just chill. Like mm-hmm. all of this shit. Like it's just a lot of pressure. Like I'm yeah. not even born yet. It's weird. And then when you think about like as you're growing up and you think about like, I just remember like my parents telling me or when I was a kid and cared and would ask like telling me what it was like when I was a baby like you know when you're five and you still think that that was so long ago what it was like when you were a baby and what they were thinking Mm -hmm. and like all this stuff or whatever and like to have that kind of pressure because that story is going to be retold like yeah we had this party and we were so excited that you were a boy we were so excited Mm -hmm. that you were a girl uh, yeah. and it's so just so many things attached to our ideas of what a boy is what well, a, a, a girl, girl is. is and then it's affirming this thing that if you are trans that that's not even something maybe that you identify totally, with in totally. any way you know um it's just really just really weird to it me. is fucking weird and it's a little icky because I remember being a kid and like I thought I would have been a fish. Like these are not things you that keep, you're thinking of. I thought I would have been a fish. The way that you connect with fish is just really interesting. That's the only. Me. Oh yeah, I did have two fish stories. Yeah. But my mom, and my, as a child, my mom, my mom is into fish. We always right. had lots of fish tanks. We had like three fish tanks with many mm-hmm. different kind of fish. So mm-hmm. that was like my interaction with animals was with fish. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot of my childhood <laughs> memories deal with fish. But I have heard but, you say before directly about you low key being a fish. Um, I'm a mermaid, not a fish. There's well, a difference. So you've evolved. So <laughs> actually, see, mermaids breathe through lungs, so they're Here mammals. All right. Here we go. That's different from a fish who has gills. I was basically talking about <laughs> your fucking science nerd. I was talking about your idea and concept and vision for yourself because you had said before that you were a fucking fish. But okay, here we are. Now you're a mermaid. That's great. <laughs> Do what you want, yo. Do what you want. No, but I, I'm just I'm just saying this to say how. Um, kids aren't thinking about this shit. Right. You know, like when I remember being a kid and I thank my mom and I was like, Mom, thank you for giving birth to me because I probably would have been a fish because I thought that if she <laughs> didn't, <laughs> I thought if she didn't give birth to me, I just would be birthed as uh-huh. something else. And, and I was definitely a fish because that's the animal I was around the most right. as a kid. Right. But I didn't want to be that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what, Mom? Thank you for giving birth to me because I wasn't thinking about I could have been a boy. Right. I wasn't thinking like mm-hmm. it was just, you know, it's just I, I, 
people like to say that children don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, oh, kids, you're going to confuse kids if you have trans people and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They're not going to confuse anyone. Kids don't fucking know. I really thought I could have been a fish is right. basically what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They don't know. <laughs> you will present to them something. They're going to say, okay, and then they're going to go back to their lives. Right, right, right. It is not, we're, yeah. we're making things complicated. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Right, right, right. That's hilarious. They're fine. And I'm not yeah. a fish. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. You know, that's great. Could you imagine me podcasting as a fish? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I could. I watch a lot of movies, though, with fish underwater, so I don't know. I know, they be talking and not choking. Yeah, did you stuff. watch that Will Smith one? That was a good yeah, one. Yeah, Shark Tale. I enjoyed that. Yes. Yeah. I like I that movie. Yeah, I did too. Okay. Watch um, us watch it again and it'd be problematic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they had the little reggae fish. I don't. Were they sharks? Were they octopus? I don't remember what their deal was. But they were squid. They were something. Uh, they their, were, their tentacles were dreads. They were kind of. They were kind of cooning it up. Yeah. They were kind of cooning it up. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, yes. Yes, so definitely kids don't give a fuck about that shit. But yeah, you like how you talked about the either being cel- like physically celebrating or physically being disappointed at the gender of your the kid. Child, yeah. It's really like, that's that's not cool. That's not cool. Yo, at work one day, we were all talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, we all think they're shitty. Mm-hmm. And we were like, <laughs> we were going to have one. Like, someone get pregnant so we can have one. And then when we reveal it, it'd be like, green. No, no, it's going to be gender. It's not exist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what the balloon's going right. to say. Like, they'll, say they'll, they'll tell us when they get here. Yeah, it's really not yeah. for me to decide. Yeah, the balloon was going to say. Like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. That would be my gender so reveal. You want to get pregnant? This you could do that. Well, yeah. That. Well, I want to get pregnant so and I can pay child support. Clothes. So you can get Pregnant you want to get pregnant so you can pay child support? I want to give the child to the dad and pay child support. I want to be different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's okay, possible. I want to do it that way. You know what? Mm-hmm. Y'all get off. I want to be a weekend mom. All right. Pay child support and okay. I have him on a weekend. All right. Then I'm going to yell at y'all. When you going to call me and act for something, he will get child support. He don't need a coat. <laughs> He don't need a coat. Oh, I'm supposed to get a holiday gift too? <laughs> don't you get child support? <laughs> Oh boy! I just want to be a fuckboy to somebody. Basically, <laughs> financially to a child now. Oh, I don't want to do that to the child. Yeah, I'll, sli- I'll slide. I'll They're gonna get the money, but I'm gonna do that to the dad. Oh god! Slide them. Maybe gonna have their own account. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna okay. have so a. So you're gonna teach them deception at an early age. Yeah, you know. All right. Yeah. It's gonna have a debit card at two. Okay. <laughs> His dad ain't gonna know about it though. Oh my goodness! Are yeah. you done? I think so. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, yes, I agree with that. I'm glad that we now both feel the same way about gender reveals. Um, I will still go to yours if you feed me and I don't have to bring a gift. Do people bring gifts to those? I don't think so. Okay. I No, I don't want to go. Don't think that makes sense to bring a gift. Okay. Yeah, I don't why would I bring a gift? Oh, it's I don't even know what you already believe in like binary, mm-hmm. right? That's what it is, right? Yeah, the binary. You already be- you believe that I don't. Um, so anything I bring is going to be wrong because <laughs> right. you believe in binaries right. and you think this belongs to that and that belongs to this. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll just I don't know bring a gift card or something because mm-hmm. you believe in no that probably won't even be right either. 
I'm not bringing a gift. Yeah, I've decided I'm not going. <laughs> I was going to go to be greedy because sometimes I like the icing on a cupcake. But Oh, yeah. Cupcake okay. icing is really good. I could just really just get some cupcakes. I don't need a reason. I don't really want to go to any people's children things. My friends know that, though. They don't invite me to those things. I just go to, like, my siblings' ones. Oh, that's nice. But I don't care for kids' birthday parties and stuff. But, like, baby showers you don't go to? Um, All of my friends are not having babies. I haven't been mm-hmm. to a baby shower in forever, mm-hmm. to be honest. I'll still go to your wedding. Um, But, yeah, I don't have children. Why are you inviting me to your kid's party? Are you coming to my house when... No, you're not coming to my house to celebrate any of my, my shit. Uh-huh. I'm not coming to celebrate your kid's birthday. I don't mind a kid's party if I like the kid. And if it's a fun place, mm-hmm. then I don't mind it. A fun place like what? Like that place where you could jump on the trampolines. That's fun. I'll do that, but mostly like my, my brother takes his kids there a mm-hmm. lot, so I'll do that. But mm-hmm. like, honestly, a lot of times, your kids' parties in parks and in community centers, and I'm just standing there looking at people who I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. I would rather be home. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I've decided I'm not doing that, so right. I don't. I'll fuck with it. <laughs> fuck with it. What else you got over there? Yeah, so I wanted to... Yeah talk about um and y'all are gonna kind of i guess be following me as i navigate this thought because this is a something new that i'm exploring within myself mm-hmm. um i was telling jay jay and actually anyone who listens <laughs> to me mm-hmm. how lately i have come to terms with um realizing that i was experienced a lot of neglect as a child um and a when I say neglect, I don't mean like I was sitting on the in the house alone with nothing in the refrigerator and my parents were gone for days. <laughs> like mm-hmm. not that typical view of neglect. But I come from a really, really large family. Um, I'm one of nine kids. Um, yes, I had both parents in the home, but my mom was in school and working. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was like most dads was like present but not present. You're not my dad. <laughs> Yeah, like present, but not really present. They think because they're a body in the house that that's kind of enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we don't hold men accountable for a lot of shit. Um, so that, then like I said, I have a really large family. If it's two parents versus nine kids, how do you navigate that? Mm-hmm. Um, somewhere in the middle, like all of this stuff. And then I'm not really a person who likes a whole lot of attention or demands lots of attention or do things to assert attention so i i'm used to getting lost in the source mm-hmm. um but i think that also attributes to like why there's points in my life where i feel like i was neglected like i get a lot of verbiage from my mom where she was like well i thought you was fine like mm-hmm. i didn't think you needed those things because mm-hmm. you never demanded those things mm-hmm. and it's like you know but you know it would have been nice <laughs> you know those type of mm-hmm. things so as i'm navigating that and figuring that out I realized that in my adult relationships with people, be it friendships or romantic relationships, that that used to manifest itself as dating people who were busy. Mm. Um, I used to say I love my man busy, but it was, wasn't that. I was just used to neglect. Mm. Um, even within fr- friendships, like I don't need my friends calling me every day and I don't, you know, whatever. And I still don't need that, but I need you to be present. Mm-hmm. But I thought that since that's how I was used to relating to people because that's how I grew up. I thought that I I assumed that that was okay for me. So now I'm realizing that like, nah, that shit is not okay for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the weekend, a friend of mine, his mother passed and it made, v, it made me think of this again. This is why I freshened my mind again. 
But I have issues with people who are not, mainly friendship, but people who are not present or people who aren't really here for me, mm-hmm. um, which I never thought was an issue before. But now I feel like it's an issue now. So, like, I'm at a space where um, Jay knows this. I had another friend who deleted me off of all social media, mm-hmm. never told me why. I still don't know why. And old Naima would have just been like, oh, well, fuck them, and not even address what these feelings are that mm-hmm. I get when shit like this happens to me. Because this has always happened to me. I just mm-hmm. never really addressed it because I thought that's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. And realizing that that friend was never really present either. They were only around when they needed something. Mm-hmm. Um, when he broke up with his girlfriend, then it was like, hey, friend, all of a sudden you want to hang out again and like mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And I'm realizing that that is like a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Cause like right now, I think I'm at the extreme phase where you know, like when you're an addict and it's like you have to just like stop cold turkey. Like right now, anyone who's like that is like gone. Mm-hmm. I've cut off like three people in this week alone, right. and they're just like gone. So I kind of, I guess, I wanted to ask you or even the listeners, like, how do you, how do you make sure you stay present in people's lives or present within your friendships and mm. things? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I think I'm not a great friend with that. Mm-hmm. I think that when I know things are happening, I try and like w- if I have a friend who is like lost a loved one or going through something, I try to shoot a text, mm-hmm. you know, see how yeah. they're going. I'm not I, I really don't like the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, my therapist said because I don't want to connect with people. But anyway, I don't like the phone. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, I do try and make sure that I send a text. I try to. When people invite me to things, um, and I've gotten better about not going to shit I don't want to go to, mm-hmm. I definitely acknowledge the fucking invite. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even if I can't physically be present, I'm going to acknowledge that you sent this to me. I'm going to reach out to you personally, not on the fucking Facebook invite. I'm going to reach out to you personally and say, hey, you know, thanks for inviting me. I can't go. This is why. Whatever. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, or or try and physically, like, show up for people. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That is really what, honestly, one of the bigger things that I try and do. Try and physically show up when somebody yeah. reaches out to me and says, hey, I want you. This is a time when, because I don't, I, generally speaking, I feel like I could be a better friend. And I know that I don't really love to connect too mm-hmm. intensely with people. Yeah. So when somebody says to me, I would love for you to be at this thing, that to me is like an easy thing that I could do. I am incredibly busy, so it's not like super easy. Yeah. But it's an easier way for me to be present because yeah. it is actually like the most yeah, physical way or whatever yeah. than for me to think of a way okay well how can i make sure i'm being a good friend to this one person yeah, yeah, they yeah. ask me to show up they ask me to do this thing whether it be like show come to this thing or donate to this thing or hey so-and-so is doing this thing let's go to this kind like that kind of stuff so your presence is more of like action yeah being at the events right actively if if it's a, if you're asking for a donation mm-hmm. i will actually do it so, i will yeah. yeah if i can't do it i will share it or like that yeah. kind of like stuff like if you tell me what you need it's easier for me to respond to like direct need mm-hmm. than it is for me to intuitively be like oh they may be feeling sad about this let me yeah, check yeah. on them i'm mm-hmm. not i'm not the best with that yeah um so when the opportunity shows up for me to be physically present in something then i try to do it or at least make myself available and if somebody's like oh no i'm okay i don't need you then it's like you know that i made the effort to like be present Mm -hmm. for you in this way i know i think for myself um i am 
I I am or at least I try to be extra attentive to mm-hmm. things that I know for me are triggers. So like for me my birthday is a trigger mm-hmm. because I'm like I've, my birthday has been forgotten right. or like shit like that. So I like always remember people's birthdays. Mm-hmm. Um like yeah, all the things that make me feel away, I try to make sure I don't make other people feel that way. So mm-hmm. that's like birthdays or like um, if something, if I notice I don't hear from some from ones for a while, mm-hmm. for a while, I'll hit them up because I know for myself that since I'm considered a strong person, people just always assume I'm okay. Right. And because, like I said, I come from a a large family where I've had these conversations with my mom, and my mom was like, "I seriously thought you were okay, mm-hmm. or I thought you, um, since you never presented that you needed more, I." You know, I thought wherever you were at, you're okay. Mm-hmm. I wish you told me, blah, 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 blah. So since I know I'm like that, I try to make sure, like, I check up on people. Mm-hmm. So if I haven't heard from a friend for, like, two weeks, I'll just hit him up, like, hey, right. haven't heard from you in a while. Like, I'll do, I do things like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, that's generally how I, I guess I connect more. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask me to go out, I'll try to go out with you. But I will say that, Right now, I feel that all the friends I have are very good at being present, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciate. Right. So I, now that I realize that's something I value in friendship, that I'm, I make sure that is something that's presented in the beginning mm-hmm. um, rather than learning that later. Because I, I have had many friendships where, um, when I look back on it, the friendship is really all about them, and mm-hmm. I was kind of secondary. Mm-hmm which I'm used to, that narrative because of the way I grew up. But it's like, nah, I don't like that shit. Mm -hmm. So now that I know that, I make sure that doesn't happen to me anymore and shit like that, which which I appreciate. But it's still kind of hard um, because it's like, how do you not know these things? But, you know, whatever, everyone's different. Mm -hmm. What do you mean, how do you not know? How do you not know to, like, not make everything about you? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you not know that? But obviously there are people who Mm -hmm. think that way like Mm -hmm. i can't and i know that i am um i'm charismatic that i do demand attention like i come into a room and i get attention like i know these things Mm -hmm. but my disposition is not to take away people's shine Mm -hmm. by shining um and i think that a lot of people from my past were the reverse. So I'm wondering, like, why was I around that? Like, why did I like them people? Mm. Like, what the fuck? But, you know, you live and you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say they were the ver- reverse, you mean they were there to take up people's shine? Yeah. Like, like that's way- how they empowered themselves? Yeah, oh, as okay. if they have to dim other people's light right. to bring their own light. Mm-hmm. And I've never operated in that way. Um, so I don't understand it. But mm-hmm. I've always had lots of people around me like that. So mm-hmm. now that I realize there's a, a, a difference, mm-hmm. um, you know, and retrospect is just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, who? Why were you friends with them? Mm-hmm. You know, that. And then I know it plays in a lot of my, romant- my, a lot of my romantic relationships. Because like I said, I used to say I like a busy man. I used to say, like, I want my husband to be a workaholic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, What? And I'm like, yeah, like he could go, like be at work all day, make a lot of money, it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. but I know it's because one, it was me trying to like justify neglect because mm-hmm. I thought that that was normal. to make sense of it. Right. Yeah, because I thought, that, well, he's working, so you know, mm-hmm. like blah blah blah. But it's like, no, Naima, you have needs; they need to be met. Mm-hmm. Like, you're don't be neglectful of those things. Right. But like I said, I thought those were normal things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm, 
That's good. Yeah. I like this. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to um I'm trying to analyze my relationship with that people being present or not present, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes I keep people at such an arm's length mm-hmm. that I don't even think about all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. No, it is interesting. But if y'all have any thoughts on that, please let me know because I'm trying to figure it out. What are you trying to figure out? I'm trying to figure out. Not, not even that I'm trying to figure out. I'm just trying to see if this experience is my own or if this is something other people have experienced. Mm-hmm. I'm just basically trying to figure out if I'm alone in this or like if this is some standard ass shit for lots of people. I don't know. Which part? The realizing that you experience neglect mm-hmm. and realizing how that neglect has manifested in your romantic or mm-hmm. you just your life period. Right. Because I'm seeing that now. Um, I never thought that I experienced any kind of abuse mm-hmm. um, other than like maybe like verbal abuse because my family's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think so until I really, I forgot. I think lots of people forget, though, that neglect is actually abuse. Mm -hmm. We think of abuse. We think of, like, physical abuse. We think of, like, you physically harming people, sexual abuse. Like, we think of those things, but we don't think of neglect. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we think of neglect as if a parent actively neglecting the child and not really realizing that neglect can be because survival. Mm -hmm. I have to work these two jobs. Um, I have to, I don't know, work at night. I have to... My mom went to school and was, you know, like mm-hmm. all of these things. So it was not, she wasn't actively neglecting me. Neglect just happened to happen. Right. So because I didn't have those experiences when my mom was a, was a, like a, how we see neglect as like a crackhead mother mm-hmm. um, in these streets. And I was left to fend for myself since that's not what my neglect looked like. Mm-hmm. I just never thought about that even being a possibility for me. Mm-hmm. Cause neglect is always shown as this one thing, right? Like there's these parents who are um, being like out of control, not you know mm-hmm. partying and you know all of this stuff. Like my mom in the club and I'm at home right. making a cup of noodles, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. by myself. That's usually the face of neglect. Right. The face of neglect is not the mom who may be working two jobs to take care of these other needs Mm -hmm. for their child Mm -hmm. you know so i never even thought about that the fact that you know oh you experience neglect Mm -hmm. i didn't even never even thought about that right yeah i dig it so i was just thinking about cup of noodles now (laughs) (laughs) i went i was at my sister's house and i was visiting um and she lives in charlotte i was visiting and i happened to get there like in time enough to like make them dinner yeah and my niece was like no nah, i'm gonna just make a cup of noodles i was like well no i'm here so i can make you dinner she's like i really just want to eat my noodles <laughs> <laughs> i think that's another thing too where i never thought about neglect mm-hmm. probably being a part of my childhood is because i come from such a large right family we right. i have mad siblings mm-hmm. so it was i was never alone right 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 ever right. ever ever yeah but you know you still like taking care of yourself yeah, exactly, sorts, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think that's another thing. You know, when you see neglect, it's always like, um, it's not in, because I come from a big loving-ass family. Mm-hmm. You usually think there's it's lacking of love right. or lacking of these things, and that wasn't the case for mm-hmm. me, but neglect still happened. So as I'm learning what that is, I'm like, 
I guess I'm just, you know, figuring that shit out. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'd talk about it because yeah. it's interesting. No, it is interesting. And I think it is important to mention all the things that, like, we've experienced that um, are not, like, our parents didn't mean to do yeah, like bad my, or have a negative effect on us in any way. But certain things that have still, like, played a role in how we perhaps self-sabotage or do things or proceed or perceive the world like today. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it, sorry, I didn't mean to mm-hmm, cut you off, but I think right. it is a testament and it adds to why we say it takes a village to raise a child right. because, yes, my mom was doing what she was doing, and yes, I don't even know what my dad was Because <laughs> <laughs> he was there. He was somewhere staying away from white people. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he was there. He was actively in our lives. Like, mm. he's the person who would, like, take us to the doctor. and right. stuff. So, like, he, my dad was there. But I think that because there's a, I think because he had a limited capacity as to what fathering looked like. Right. Um, he probably did better than his dad. Yeah, so he... But he couldn't imagine what does more look like. Exactly. And why is more necessary. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's who, like, my mom didn't really... Because my mom's schedule was so packed, my dad was the one who went to, like, plays. My mm-hmm. dad was the one. So, like, he was there mm-hmm. doing these parent things. Um, but for him... And because the capacity for dads is usually really short compared mm-hmm, to a mom, mm-hmm. he was maybe for him he was going above and beyond. Right. Um, but for me, no, <laughs> you know, you know. But but I think it's important to like what you said to add to what you said is that like life is mm-hmm. life. Like they had they no one teaches you how to be a parent. Right. Um, and you just got to make do with what you have. Mm-hmm. And that's what my parents are doing. Like, I don't fault them for it. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just now, right now at 34, realizing that that stuff has affected how I relate to people now, mm-hmm. you know, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that you're doing the work. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll be trying. That's what's up. <laughs> um, speaking of... Doing the damn thing. I was going to say trying, but like, we're doing the damn thing. Um, speaking of doing the damn thing, it is time for our Pay Black Women pay segment, black woman. yo. Yes. Give me your fucking money! <laughs> what is Pay Black Women? So, our Pay Black Women segment is the latest segment added to the show where we either, three ways, we either share with you a time that we spend our money with black women, Talk about a time that we donate or contribute to a black organization or in some kind of way, donate mm-hmm. time, money, something. Or we um, promote a black woman in her yeah. business. Celebrate, highlight uh, bl- black women run, owned, created businesses. Yeah. Yep. So that's what we do here. The common denominator out of those three ways are black women get money in her hand. Get money. That's the initiative. All right. Yes. So this week, um, I wanted to highlight MechaCon Box. Mm. It is a new subscription box. What does it have inside? It has all types of comic book shit. Okay. And cool nerd shit by creatives of color. And I'm fucking excited. I know. Um, So, Maya Crown Williams, she actually is the founder and creator of MechaCon, which is a Midwest ethnic convention for comics and arts. And that happens in Detroit every year. Um, They just had a a really successful con recently. 
Um, and she started that con because she realized that as her son was growing up and getting into comic books and stuff, she really didn't see him, his image reflected in those comic books. So mm -hmm. she actually got into comic books through his um, interest in comic book stuff. And uh -huh. it, she made it her mission to find images of um heroes and and villains and whatnot that look like him mm -hmm. you know um so that's how that started and that eventually led her to start her own con she also does um black speculative arts movement which yeah. is another traveling con that focuses on black speculative arts afrofuturism and things like that their next one is coming up in toronto october 21st i'll include the link to that in the mm -hmm. show notes but anyway so they're coming she's she started MechaCon box and it's a monthly subscription box right now it's only 25 dollars, and you subscribe and you get all kinds of cool goodies in the mail every month from creatives of color yo i like that i know it's super exciting it's the first box of its kind in the box what's in the box black and multicultural comic books from independent and mainstream creators and publishers hard to obtain award-winning international films groundbreaking and award-winning artists curated for quality by MechaCon slash uh, black speculative arts movement organizers indie to sci-fi to afrofuturism and more limited edition and collector's items special surprise gifts in many boxes as a whole host of co contributors involved um the list is growing it is really exciting. So it's the launch of her, um, the launch of this box has just started. We have a coupon code um, for 5% off and that will cover your tax at least. Yeah. Let me give you that. I'm going to post the link to this in the show notes. So the special discount code at checkout is launch club. Um, and I'll include that in the show notes as well. But yeah, definitely go to the website. It's mechaconbox.cratejoy.com. Check that out. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking lit. This is the first box that I've heard of that is like focused on creators of color. So I'm very excited about that shit, yo. Yeah. I don't know any nerd boxes. There's Loot Crate. Oh, that's a nerd thing? Yes. I think so. I don't know if they have different crates. But yeah, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. Have there's no idea. right. There's loot crate and they do they have different themes every month or whatever. Um but I like that this particular crate focuses on creators of color. And there are we actually have a lot of listeners who have inquired about like some of the different cons and shit that we've been able to go to mm -hmm. in New York and yeah. surrounding areas that focus on people of color. So this is a great way to get that shit at your house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And see that variety um you know right there it's like having a little con in your fucking home yo con box con box so yeah so libations and pay black women to my crown williams of MechaCon and MechaCon box MechaCon subscription I box i like this i'm excited about that's it that's really that's cool yeah yo so you want to take a break yeah guess what the year 2017 is what is 2017 it is a year that we give black women our money your money your yes. money for what i don't know but i know we are black women we are black women we produce content we do create and produce content and we would like your money that's right we would like your money so like she said it's 2017 we have a lot of plans for this year and we need your help to build and grow we want to thank everybody who's been donating to our paypal and we just wanted to encourage anyone who hasn't to pop off and throw us a little yes. bit of money in the yes. collection plate we appreciate yes. you and show your appreciation to us with that yep go to teawithqueenandjade.com go to the no donation button press it and give black women your money that's right you can also go straight to paypal at paypal.me backslash t with qj 
Yes. Money. We're going to get some money. Scream. Get the money. So, we got T-Mail. Arthur, she's going to do your and we're black. Oh, see, now I'm going to have to do it later. <laughs> later when? We're never coming back. What How about now? <laughs> and we're black. <laughs> All right. See, that's what you get. I forgot about it. Ooh, okay, T-Mail. reminiscing on the sandwich I just had during the break. A <laughs> 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 uh, little break sandwich. Let me tell you guys. Jay, when we say we're gonna take a break, that doesn't mean stop and start talking again. Mm -hmm. Jay actually takes a break. Gotta take these siestas for <laughs> like, self care. Yo. She takes her actually like on a commercial break. Like we're fucking like we're shooting in front of a live studio <laughs> audience. <laughs> like, take a break. Somebody's <laughs> doing a little audience exercises, giving directions to the bathroom. And it's just me, her, and the engineer in here. Well, you know. Hey Macedonia. He's <laughs> on the ones and twos. <laughs> He's on a board. I know. I just wanted to give you space Not to yell at me. Are you going through a lot? I wanted to give you the space <laughs> to get that aggression out. <sighs> I am going through a lot. All right. I've you been know. neglected my whole life. You've been neglected <laughs> your whole life. And it continues to this day because you think that's all you deserve. All right. Oh, gosh. Here we go. We got T-Mail. Yes. What's T-Mail? T-Mail is when our listeners of Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. What? send us emails wow. telling us they've a lot of the time a lot of times is y'all telling us how much i love us and mm -hmm. we love it i love that um other times you're asking us questions seeking advice mm -hmm. and sometimes you're telling us about ourselves and we're down with that too yeah so we got some t-mail and as always you can t-mail us at t with queen and j at gmail.com um all right we got some t-mail and i'm gonna read both the uh subject line of this and the actual t-mail we always read this <laughs> both are important and include important and valuable content well subjects usually relate to the email i think so that is being sent okay i think so i think so too it's usually the opener that you use like oh i'm gonna right open this. i'm gonna start with this yeah okay here we go mm -hmm. all right so we got t-mail from jasmine and jasmine says inner hole uprising brought me here Oh, that's the subject. That's the subject line. Oh, okay. That's valuable information. I yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. And I love that show. And I'm glad that that show brought you, you here. here. Thank you. And we hope that this show brings you guys there. Definitely listen to Inner Hole Uprising, you guys. It's fucking dope. All right. Okay. Enough of that. Hey, guys. The Blurred episode was real. Jay, you handled that perfectly. And for you guys, that's the episode I was on, Inner Hole Uprising. Anyway. All right. As far as Cap... I have a story kind of about it. About four or five years ago, I dated one of his teammates. We were watching one of the Fast and Furious movies, and I mentioned that Vin Diesel and The Rock were black. He couldn't believe it, so I brought up the fact that Cap was black, and he didn't believe it either. I say that to say... He's black? He's black? <laughs> what? what? I say that to say that growing out his hair and standing for black people, parentheses his people, meant that he sacrificed his privilege. And it's kind of the ultimate sacrifice. Parentheses his name is pronounced Kaepernick, not, and not Kaepernick. <laughs> Love you and happy I found you, Jasmine. <laughs> you are not the first person to correct us. Yes, people have been correcting us. Oh, and I, I think we've been saying, uh, Kaepernick probably every time we talk about him uh, for the past year or so. I'm all the time. Right, right. I kind of knew I was wrong and you know, I was like mm, I don't be caring. Yeah. But yeah. yes, no, we appreciate you. Thank you so much um, for, yes, yeah, so Jasmine is referring to But he wears to, a cape, so it's Kaepernick. 
He does not wear a cape. I'm he saying that he's black people. Exactly. Aha, where's the spoon? I like that. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so Jasmine is talking about Colin Kaepernick. Um, we appreciate this fucking story. You're so silly. <laughs> we appreciate this story, and I like this yeah i like this reference to a lot of people do not know that vin diesel and the rock are black and that that kind of misinformation makes me fucking uncomfortable yeah and it just again brings to mind how somebody could sit next to colin kaepernick i don't know why it's so hard <laughs> so i'm gonna to say colin. look i'm gonna just let y'all know right now. i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say okay i don't know how somebody could sit next to colin kaepernick and not see that he is not a white man you know what I'm saying? He's clearly not. He's clearly not a white man. Long hair, short hair, whatever. And it just speaks to like the low racial IQ that, that white people, people have. And a lot of people in general have, yeah, right? I don't know. I don't know if the person of, in the story uh-huh. that she's referring to that that miss um racially identified him is a white person or mm-hmm. if black person it it I would imagine I that don't they're white. I understand though, because it's like just I guess I don't understand the lack of racial IQ, especially when it, right. for, for black people, honestly, mm-hmm. just because we know light skinned black people. Like I feel like a lot of black people, maybe in terms of like their upbringing, maybe don't. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming because I don't understand. I don't understand how so many people say like really weird and reckless like stuff in terms of identity and understanding yeah. like the identity of a lot of light skinned and or biracial black people. Yeah, and not understand and not know what that looks like and not know the full range I in guess. which that how we sense. look and what we come my out or whatever. My experience was a lot different. Right, right, right. My dad was light as hell, right. with hazel eyes, mm-hmm. and he had the air quotes good hair. Yeah. But I was a black man. Mm-hmm. So I was seeing that in my face every day as a black person. So maybe that helped right, my IQ. Right, right, right. The, and then my mom is dark. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the spectrums of what blackness right. could be. So maybe for me, that's why I'm like, how do you not yeah, get it? But there are people family. who just come from just the same brown ass family. Right, right, right. And that's the scope yeah, of. Yeah, blackness is this one color. Yeah. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but then also, right, the low racial IQ for white people, the propagators of fucking white supremacy is also interesting because to them, also, blackness is a certain thing or yes. can be a certain thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, it reminds me of, um, what is that? My favorite person that you know I'm about to bring up? Dola Rachel Deesnuts? No, I don't know why you're doing that thing. That is not my favorite person. I don't bring her up, especially. You know who's favorite person that is? Especially talking about light-skinned stuff. You know who's favorite person? The Root. The Root loves talking Really? <laughs> Oh. I don't follow them because no. Like, honestly, I find it to be this publication talks yeah, about this woman too. Much. I find the mentioning of her to be violent, and I find it to be especially violent in conversations about light skinned people and yeah, light skin identity because non light skinned folks will bring up this fucking lying ass white bitch in as some sort of like comparative thing with light skinned black folks, yeah. and we are actually black people, and she is a lying ass white, white bitch. Person, yes. So do not like that's they should it shouldn't be in the conversation as a joke like that. It's not a funny light skinned joke. You know what I'm no, saying? It's like not. be funny. It's not, and it just shouldn't be brought up in the dialogue unless we're talking about lying ass white women. But no, I was gonna mention. Oh, your favorite person. Thank you. Yes. Um, Michaela. Michaela Angela Davis. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So Michaela Angela Davis, my favorite person was talking about um, 
her experience. No, wait, but this is what? really her favorite person. She really is. She is. It's so cute. I really <laughs> like the way that you love her. I love her so much. Because we we have a lot of we're in a lot of spaces where she where she is. Right. We do end up around her. Yeah, but we're around her, her like a, a lot. But you yeah. open every time you see her, we're right, places right, where right. she is a lot. Mm-hmm. You're but right. every single time, it's like, oh, oh my god, there she is. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's really cute. Her. I like it. I really like it. Anyway, oh my god, I could cry. <laughs> She's about to cry. <laughs> no, but it's, that's how oh real it God. is. We're in a lot of spaces where she is. And every single time you light up the Ooh, same way. We're always around like, her. Yeah, we're always it's around so her. You light up the same way. It's never like, oh, I see her all the time. No, every no, single I'm, time. I'm fucking obsessed with her. One time we were we leaving Afropunk. She was getting in the oh, cab. Man. I was like, oh, look, your favorite person. And Jay's like, I kind of want to ask her if she's going to get home okay. <laughs> Girl, come on, like, like, no, <laughs> let her go home and her. Oh my god, I am her actually Uber and leave her the fuck. Up. I am actually crying. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh my god. No, she's just one of those people that like, she like before like social media and shit. She just like. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. You cry every show. Don't I haven't cried in such a long time. Yeah, sure I cry in have. therapy now. This is so embarrassing. Especially over like someone that I like. This is so embarrassing. But anyway, she means a lot to you, though. It makes right, sense. right, 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 right. Like she's one of the. I can't speak for you, but I feel like you see yourself in her in so many spaces, and she asserts herself in ways that people tell you you shouldn't. Right, right. And right. all of these spaces. Yeah. And she's the vis- the visual embodiment of that. She's like for me. She's like the first like black woman that I connected with like in media. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, just someone that I connected with in media, being unapologetically black, before, for me at least, before, like, social media, when I could connect with other people, I'm like, oh, look at this woman, like, being her black ass self. And she's, like, a model for um, getting older. Yeah. You know, when it's like, you're not allowed to get older. She's just, like, the best person ever. I just am obsessed with her. I I know. I know it's so embarrassing. I don't know why you're embarrassing. Like I know how much you love her. I, I get why you love her. I don't like it's that. It's genuine. Feelings. You actually have lots of feelings. I know. I don't like so any of them. That you don't like them. I don't like any of them. Anyway, uh-huh. she was telling this story about growing up and like playing with her friends and like her her white friends parents in the neighborhood did not know that she was a black little girl mm-hmm. you know what i mean like all the things where you and i would look at her and say she has a nose like ours she has cheekbones like ours yeah. her hair texture is similar to ours all the all of those like physical markings of markers of blackness yeah. that for white people at that time it's just like oh at least there's not a dark skinned person in my house so everybody in this house playing right now is white that's a white little girl cuz they don't see color Right. <laughs> they don't see color right you're not making me see color so it is so okay it's okay it's all yeah. fine so mm-hmm. it's just it's interesting that for that color is such the marker right of like racism right so kaepernick <laughs> see i thought about that mm-hmm. um so kaepernick is hanging out with whoever this is black person or white person and they are not making 
a physical statement or making them uncomfortable with their dark skin yeah. or whatever it is. Because I don't understand how you could look at him and think, oh, this is a white guy. Yeah, he's clearly either. He is clearly a light-skinned black person. He is clearly, if you want to say, a Latinx person who are light-skinned black people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is nothing about him that says this is a white guy. No, yeah, nothing says white. Right. But I do, I do get, like, this is, like, a common, mm-hmm. you know, common confusion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it happened to me when because I was a kid. Because light means white. Because light means white, right. And that's not what light means. Right, 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 light right. Light does not mean white. Yeah, yeah. I was friends with this little girl, and she said something <laughs> mad racist. Yeah, I tell this story every, yeah. like, 50 episodes. I tell mm-hmm. this story. But fourth grade, I had a little best friend. She was um, Jewish and Puerto Rican, uh, white white presenting. And she, we were talking, and we were laughing, and we were joking about Malachi, because Malachi stunk, because sometimes little boys stink. There's always a stinky boy. There's always a boy. There's always a stinky boy. And she's like, yo, Malachi stinks. I was like, ha, 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 yeah, he stinks. And she's like, it's because he's black. And I was like, wait, whoa, 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 what? I was like, yo, I'm black. And she's like, you're not black. I was like, I'm black. And if you have a problem with this, like, we can't be friends. I was <laughs> I was nine. I know I'm picturing you, right? <laughs> right. No, that's what you, I would have did the same yeah. thing. But I wouldn't have had that conversation because I was always, you always just know I'm black. Right, 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 um, right. I was like, what is happening? Yo, but my world was like, I was like, what is happening right like, now? What is this moment? It's about to go down. Was, I was like, yo, this is my moment. Yo, I was like, yo, my parents told me about this. Okay. She told me, they told me about people like you. I didn't know. But that also brings to mind, it also, ooh, this is something else I want to talk about that uh-huh. I forgot. It brings to mind the awkward relationship that, well, it's not awkward, it's fucking white supremacy and racism, but, like, the relationship that light-skinned people have with racism and with with their blackness, mm-hmm. right? And so because we are allowed access into spaces in which dark skin, darker-skinned black folks are often not allowed access... Yeah. Um, and once we are there, of course, we experience racism and are treated yeah, with disdain and shit like that, still right? Still black, of course. right? But it also you grow up a black person, you end up in these spaces where you're allowed and offered access, and it also exposes you to a different type of racism. I'm in, now in closer proximity, and I, I don't, I, I can't pass. I'm, I don't pass. I mm-hmm. mean, Joyce, you know, thought that I was not black, but probably she was because. Also nine. Right, exactly. <laughs> because she was nine, she and was she nine. probably had Puerto Rican relatives that looked just like and me that and did and not consider themselves black, to be black. Yeah, but also nine years old. Yes. But anyway, back in the day, um, or or even now with people who pass or whatever, there's I actually do know I know a a white presenting black guy mm-hmm. who has in working in all white spaces people assume that he is white and talk reckless, talk out the side of their face. So it presents you with this this proximity to really violent racism yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and you have to stand up for yourself or depending on the decade or the era not sh- not say shit lest you be killed yeah because a lot of times passing is survival right you know right so it and it also reminded me of the um thurgood marshall movie that's coming out yes Say with, this. Yes, yes. Say this. With uh, what's the homie who's about to light the show? I don't know. With, he plays everybody. He plays everybody. Black Panther, the guy who's about to be, play Black Panther. I never. I don't know people's names. All right, I have to say his name. Um, Chadwick Boseman, 
who's about to play Thurgood Marshall in this biopic or mm-hmm. biopic, however you niggas say it or whatever. Um, They'll email us and tell us. Yeah, you'll let us know. Thank <laughs> you. And we appreciate it. Thank you. T-Mail. Um, but yeah, it brings to mind that. So Thurgood Marshall is a black man who also happens to be light-skinned, yep. who was the first black Supreme Court justice. Yes. Right? And... Chadwick Boseman has been cast to play him in a movie. Chadwick is about Queen's complexion. Yes, he is a brown. He's a brown skin black, black man, person. like black black person, brown skin. Somebody would some people would consider that dark skin. In he's not a light skin person, he's, not light skin black not. man of any of any sort. If he he probably needs some some help finding his shade. Right. If he wears Absolutely. Makeup. You can't just he can't just walk into the drugstore yeah. and buy his makeup uh, foundation yes. over the counter, right? So. He's an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. He is going to slay the scene. I'm sure it's going to be dope. He is a black man, as Thurgood was a black man. Yes. The problem with this, with his casting, for, for me, um, I always get him, happy when you talk about these things. It's so relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting excited. Yeah, well, it was a safe space. My race nerdness is tingling. Right. It's so funny. <laughs> the problem for me with him being cast as a darker skinned black man to play this right. Supreme Court justice who was a light skinned black man is that. Thurgood Marshall's complexion is relevant to his story and relevant to his ascension to the Supreme Court. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because he was able to sit in rooms with white people who were not physically confronted with the darkness and the blackness that they hate so much. He was allowed in those spaces. He was granted access in ways that a dark-skinned black man at that time would not be granted access. And so when you cast Chadwick Boseman, who no matter what you do to him is still going to be you can't powder him up you can't white face him no matter what you do he is going to be a brown skinned man in this role and you will not be able to address the color complex you will not be able to address colorism Mm -hmm. you will not be able to address the ways in which Thurgood was allowed access into the spaces in which he was able to thrive now a dark skinned man at that time is competent enough to have risen to Supreme Court justice status. Of course, but he has the competency. White, but white, white supremacy like to not see color. Absolutely. White supremacy would not have allowed that at that time. No. And it is just it's important that that be acknowledged that he was granted access that other black folks at that time were not granted and that helped him rise to the success that he achieved exactly and so you're erasing a part of that yes, story by yes, not using yes, a lighter skin yes. black and person. it lets white people off the hook yep it lets white people off the hook because it lets them say oh well this was just the time and so it just wasn't okay for black people to do certain things because of the laws and the time no there's a physical white people have had a visceral reaction to blackness the physical look of blackness Bla- yes. the darkness of it the shape of it the fucking what African Africanness, what that looks like to them, they have a visceral reaction to that shit. They have been threatened by it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Colonialism dictates that shit. And to see an educated, dark-skinned man sitting in the room with you somewhere gives white people a visceral reaction. Yeah. And so that is why Thurgood was allowed the access that allowed him to exercise his intelligence he was an intelligent smart man who deserved to be there you know what i'm saying but again he was granted access that other black people were not granted and you have to include that in the story it doesn't make sense not to what what this makes me think of because this conversation is very relevant but this conversation is had often but it's always pertains to black women so we have these conversations and we say how important it is for the persons the shades to 
match the person and the right. black woman experience, but it isn't really emphasized when it comes to black men and their experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like white, not white, light skinned black men are kind of like an afterthought. Right. You know what well, I mean? Well, that, that so goes into the, yeah. The, so there's, their, there's that. And right. then it's, we, we get angry when we know the quota from reaching black is a light skinned black person. Right. We get angry when that stuff mm-hmm. happens often, mm-hmm. but why are we not getting angry right. with this? Right, right, And we know that we know that light skinned men in, in terms of like when you say they're an afterthought, what are you talking about? Like when the when it's when it comes time to cast. When like, it comes time to cast, when it comes time to like when we want a black man, we want a black looking right, right, man. Like a like a brown skin. A brown skin black presenting yes. man. Right. Be, that's, and that, that's, and that, right. And that falls into white supremacy as well because there's this notion that masculinity and femininity are tied to complexion yes. when it comes to black folks, right? Which is why, ooh, this is gonna make me bring up that other thing that okay. That picture? That picture, yes. Yes, okay. I just thought of it too. Yes, yes, yes. So masculinity and femininity when it comes to um black and brown folks is are often tied to complexion. complexion. Yeah, often tied to complexion. Yep. So when you're looking looking for you want to cast the attractive masculine black man or whatever he's dark. oftentimes white folks uh, or you know black folks black do this too. Do too they do but i think i'm still thinking of, i'm thinking of insecure a little bit now in the way that yeah um we'll get to that yeah but anyway um yes you want to you want to hire the peak of masculinity so you're going to cast a dark a skin dark black man black. because yeah. light skinnedness is akin because of white supremacy and racism, it's akin to something more effeminate, more frail, more intellectual, more, you know what I'm saying? Yes. All these ridiculous things that are tied to complexion. Mm-hmm. Um, the thug's always dark. Right. The, the strong, um, threatening Hyper-masculinity person is always is dark. dark. Right, and that's based on white folks' fear of blackness and yep. darkness, and mm-hmm. they, they make it whatever it is that they want it to be and think that it should be. Yeah. That does not mean that when a tall, light-skinned black dude walks in the room, white folks, white women are not still like, oh my God, let me clutch my purse. Yeah. So that does not mean that that doesn't happen. We're just talking about some of the more specific like color dynamics, and like we're just really breaking yeah, it down. Yeah, that we see in media. Right, and right, 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 right. Um, but yes, there's this illustration. I don't know who the artist is. I don't want to call them I out. I do. I'm not going to call them out either. Yeah, yeah. So there's this illustration. It's a beautiful illustration of Issa Rae and um, the actor who plays Lawrence, but they're in their insecure, you know, they're in the picture because they're from Insecure. Insecure. So it's Issa and Lawrence in this picture. And it's um, presented as like Issa versus Lawrence because, you know, there's a hive thing going on. Issa Hive, Lawrence Hive, or whatever. Beautiful illustration of the two of them, just their faces. And, right, but But in this illustration, Issa is drawn a lighter complexion than Lawrence, which. Watching the show, Issa is darker, darker skin than, than, than Lawrence. Lawrence. Right. Yes. Right. But in this person's imagination, I could almost I could almost understand if they had drawn them the same color because not everybody notices those differences. Yeah. But to have illustrated her to be lighter skinned than him, it just kind of highlights our understanding of masculinity and, and femininity. femininity. I'm just going to, by default, I'm going to draw the feminine person, the femme black person in this image, lighter, lighter. skinned than the dark person, regardless to what reality says, because it works better for the, me in this, this image. Way. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was disturbing. Um, but that since was. we're going down this fucking color rabbit hole <laughs> and we started talking about insecure, it also makes me think about the um the col- the, the way that complexion plays a role in insecure. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that it was interesting 
that the only light-skinned woman on the show, light-skinned black woman, somebody said something real ignorant to me the other day, but whatever. The only light-skinned black woman on the show is, is her what is her character's name? I don't know, but I know this, Amanda Seals' character. Right, Amanda Seals' character. The character's name. Let's say it. So that I don't know any other character's name except for Lawrence, Molly, and Issa. Kelly is the, is the big girl, though, right? I don't know her name until you just said it. <laughs> I don't know any other names. I can barely remember people's names I actually know in real life. I remember these characters so on this damn show. I'm good on that. Okay, Tiffany and Kelly. So the only light-skinned character, light-skinned woman character on the show is Tiffany, right? So Tiffany is their bougie friend. Her last name, of course, is Dubois. Tiffany Dubois, right? Um, and I honestly, I'm happy. As a light-skinned woman, I don't need to... When I watch a show that has a full black cast, I'm not looking for a light-skinned woman. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I know that traditionally light-skinned folks have been cast and given roles. Um, any black role has been cast to a light-skinned person. Yeah. You know, especially when it comes to women because of white supremacy and our collective repulsion of the dark, the yeah. image of a dark-skinned mm-hmm. person, right? Um, so I'm not looking for representation. So... Amanda Seals is cast. Tiffany Dubois is her character. She is the only light-skinned woman on the entire series. Yeah. Um, and she is the bougie light-skinned person mm-hmm. because, you know, light-skinned people are bougie. That's, you know, that's how we get down. Mm-hmm. But anyway, none of that bothered me until they had that scene. The dick-sucking The dick-sucking episode. Right. So they have that this conversation. It really was. <laughs> it really was. They have this conversation about black women and our relationship to giving head, right? So there are four friends there. Three out of four, I would consider dark skin or Kelly maybe considered brown skin or mm-hmm. whatever to some people. Um, and then Tiffany, who is the light skin person, yeah. on the girl, a woman on the entire show. Um, so three out of four of them are like, eh, I'm not into giving head or I'll do it, I guess, if I have to, if he does it or whatever. And Tiffany is the only one who's excited about giving head. She loves it. She thinks it's great. And I believe Molly or somebody says, oh, well, that's just because you light skin or whatever. Yeah immediately to me at least othering tiffany right we already know she's other because she's bougie and she's different than the rest of them she's not like their real homegirl. she's like they're friends with her but she's bougie and she's weird or whatever um but now they have vocalized this othering and said no you like to give head because you're light-skinned and the and different from us and not our homegirl." yeah i don't even get what that means the whole thing it was fucking weird and to me it othered light-skinnedness at light-skinned women in particular as this other type of thing Thing that's not like one of the homegirls yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so again i was cool like with her existence on the show until to me this is like i'm vocally i'm gonna verbalize now how i really view um our differences in complexion yeah right so i didn't love that i love that the show i love that i'm looking at a predominantly dark-skinned cast of black people on tv i felt like that was like kind of took away from the experience of us as black people like i don't look at a cast of dark-skinned people and think oh i'm not here or i feel like i'm a part of this because i'm a a black ass bitch you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. until somebody reminds me oh no you're light-skinned and that's why you do this because and that has nothing to do tiffany's like enjoyment of giving head has Has nothing nothing to do with her complexion melanin count right so i thought that was a little bit strange um but then on the flip side of this light-skinned men are in abundance Right. So everybody that Molly fucks, everybody who Molly fucks and enjoys and wants to spend time with is light skin. Everybody else is there's the the um, The the guy from This Is Us. I don't know the actor's name. Right. 
I know it's hard. <laughs> He's a great actor. Yeah. He just won an award. But anyway, don't know your name. Right. There's him who she doesn't like for a number of reasons, yeah. but he is also cast dark skin. Mm. There is uh what is his name? Reg? I don't I'm I'm not sure. There's the other guy who she works with, her co-worker. He's a comedian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um who uh it this then this goes back to like their relationship with fatness, but he's also the guy yeah, who describes they don't himself. Like fat people right. He describes himself as having a preacher's body or a pastor's body yeah. or whatever, which is a funny joke. Mm-hmm. Um but also dark skin and she wasn't particularly into him but everybody who's like considered to be like hot or like desirable or whatever light skin men for right her, for her love yeah, yeah yeah so you mm-hmm. have dro there was the guy who um had a gay experience who she was with mm-hmm. who she you know that didn't work out or yeah. whatever but he was lighter both of jay's best friends or f- close friends yeah are light skin there's the light skin playboy mm-hmm. or whatever then there's tiffany's husband who is light skin um it's just like it's like men are allowed to exist there. And we know that that show is done through the gaze of black women, right? And so when we watch sex scenes, it's through a woman's gaze and all this perfect stuff. So, like, I feel like this kind of, the way that the men are cast is through black women's gaze and and gives some window, window into what does Issa find attractive? Mm-hmm. Or what does that team find to be attractive? Yeah. And I just find it interesting that there are light-skinned men in abundance because Tiffany is also kind of like an accessory. She's not like really, we don't get that deep into who she is. Mm-hmm. She's kind of a silly-dilly character who yeah. she likes to get like head because she's light-skinned. I hope so. We will. She We have to. She's pregnant. Right, right, right. And I don't think that her husband is a dad. And me dad. neither. So there's that. Um, right, so there's that shit and these guys are it's just it's just weird their relationship to color is a little bit weird to me their relationship to their relationship to a lot of things are right. weird um yeah like they're i used to i don't know i never i was i'm still kind of uncomfortable with how kelly is um is casted because right. um, the fat girl is always a hypersexual one who's mm-hmm. like just any dick any dick I'll put it in my mouth mm-hmm. you know like any dick that's well, no. available she, uh, now all of a sudden she doesn't take... like giving head that's yeah that's what right. I was you know it was just like Weird. what is happening mm-hmm. here but uh, I do enjoy the show so I will see, still right. keep watching it and now I'm able to openly critique things right. that I like right right but I yeah I don't like too. the way I don't I don't like the Kelly thing I mm-hmm. really don't and people really love that character mm-hmm. I do do, but I don't. It made I don't like the way it's being she's being developed. Right. I'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the treatment of that fat femme. Mm-hmm. Nope, I don't like it. Right, right, right. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You know what else is interesting now that you mentioned that a lot of Molly's love interests that she wants to seek things further with are mm-hmm. light? It makes me think of dark skinned women who don't want to date dark skinned men. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I know a lot of those, right. or have not presently, but I've known a lot of those who are like, nah, mm-hmm. like uh-uh, two of us dark, and it's gonna be dark. It makes me think of those stupid mm-hmm. things. I used to feel like that when I was like a child about being light skinned. I was like, oh, we're just gonna have more translucent babies. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. <laughs> that doesn't make any. I just want to be regular black. I did not need. More light skin drama <laughs> in my life. Let's brown this shit oh, up. Oh, God. 
um, but when I'm, you, I'm, when you, I don't I no longer feel that way because I was I was a child. And I <laughs> yeah, you were a child. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that's Molly's thought or anything, stick, yeah. but it's interesting that the people that she is actually actively seeking mm-hmm. more from. Right, like right. Yeah, life. and I I really I don't think that any of these color dynamics are unintentional. I think they may be subconscious mm-hmm. on the on the part of the cast because again we have all been affected by white supremacy. Yeah, we're all affected by the same. Right, but I was having this conversation with somebody. They're like, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. Oh, and then they they mentioned Aparna um, as who's Aparna? Aparna is Lawrence's new girlfriend. And, and, and oh, the yeah, the yeah. She is a light skinned person. She is not a black woman. Who um, said she was black? I was having a weird. Conversation. I was annoyed because she sounded like Alicia Keys to me, and I don't like Alicia Keys. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the way she talked and stuff, it yeah. was like, it's Alicia Keys in the show. It was annoying. I didn't like it. The whole thing was annoying. Needed to not be here. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to fight her when she said whatever she said about Issa. Oh. Because I'm defensive of black women. Don't be talking like that about right, black women. Right, I don't give a fuck. Right, right. Somebody else, but any, but I bring her up because, yeah, somebody, they thought that she was black, but whatever. Anyway. They thought that she was black? I don't know. People have a low racial IQ, Okay. I don't know. Oh, well, I guess we're the race nerds. I guess. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but oh, yeah. Somebody was saying how it's interesting that everyone who he has sought have been lighter skinned or of a different look than Issa. Issa. Right, uh-huh. right. Lighter skinned or like um, the big booty girl from the bank. Mm-hmm. She had long hair. She was a little bit lighter skinned. Mm-hmm. Then there were the white girls and stuff like that or whatever. Um, I had not noticed that, but it feeds into this notion that these are the homegirls who we all identify with as black women, and these other women are not a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and light-skinned women are included in this bunch mm-hmm. of the white women, the this woman, the that woman. I know I, get, got, a, I got annoyed when he had that whack-ass threesome with mm-hmm. the white woman and he realized that they were just using him for his dick. Mm-hmm. He was just an object. Right. I was annoyed at the fact that he felt used, he felt abused or whatever from these white women in that faulty-ass threesome. And he thought his ass could, like, ride to Issa's house and seek comfort in her. That shit really made me angry because it was... Oh, when he just drove past? She wasn't home. He was mm-hmm. there. He called her. She wasn't home. Mm-hmm. And then um, he called his boy. Right. So you went over there to seek comfort because you felt like shit. Like, what? I just, I just didn't like that whole setup because it was mm-hmm. like you just got played by them white bitches, and now you want to come to me and like this black woman, um, mm-hmm. and seek comfort and feel and and I guess feel like a man again or feel feel your ego again because mm-hmm. you was just objectified like mm-hmm. fuck out of here with that that's not what I'm here for that is not black woman's labor mm-hmm. I'm, I was so happy Issa was not right, home like right, right. I was so happy she wasn't home and mm-hmm. that didn't play out in that way mm-hmm. um, but yeah that made me like this right. season made me angry a lot Yeah, and maybe that's what it was supposed to do Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I ain't like that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting, and I think that when you say how come we don't care about about light skinned men and light skinned casting or whatever, I think that because of white supremacy amongst black people in our effort in in the efforts of some of us to um, help dismantle white supremacy and get rid of that shit, some of us are uncomfortable discussing the ways in which we interact with color, mm-hmm. the ways in which we interact with like light skin shit. Like yeah. because because light skin folks have light skin privilege and receive the better end of the stick, um in most cases, it feels like if I am experiencing something as a light skinned black person, that it's inappropriate for me 
to talk about my experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because course. I don't have it as bad as dark skinned folks like, or whatever. You like this, you just said the bad end of the stick. It's a right. stick. We it's want a bad, we, we want freedom. It's a shit stick. We want it's freedom. A bad shit we don't, stick. No one wants a stick. Right. We're fighting for freedom. Right. Like right. so right. Right. like we don't who fuck who gives a fuck about this stick? Yeah. Good end of the stick, bad end of the mm. stick. It's a fucking right. ass stick. Nobody right. wants right. that. We're fighting yeah. for freedom. And here. so I think that I think that what's missing a lot of times from this conversation is nuance. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a light skinned person, it is important for me to acknowledge that when a dark-skinned person is speaking about their experience with color as a dark-skinned person, that is not my time to talk about, yeah, well, that one time somebody said because I was light-skinned that they could see the veins in my eyes and that I'm clear and did it, and that mm-hmm. hurt my feelings. And they never, Shakita never let me play with them because I was light-skinned, they didn't like me, and they pulled my hair, whatever. That's not the time for that story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's a time for conversations of othering and objectification and shit like that, but when you are in a space as a black person as a black light-skinned person listening to your brothers and sisters of darker hues talk about their experience with racism and their experience with colorism that's not the time so like it's just for me it's just a matter of knowing uh, understanding nuance yeah knowing time and place understanding your privilege but also i feel like understand that i yes i am a light-skinned person i benefit from light-skinned privilege i am not the oppressor so i benefit from light-skinned privilege that is granted to me by the oppressor i am not enforcing that shit i'm not the propagator of that shit i think it's important to distinguish that the reason why you like a lot of times when light-skinned people bring that stuff up it is to counter the person the darker skins person argument within colorism Mm -hmm. me and janicia Different colors of black right. have these conversations about colorism all the time mm-hmm. and how it affects her, how mm-hmm. it affects me, blah, 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 blah. But there's never, there's, you never are silencing me. Right. Or you never is mentioning your, um, the things that have happened to you mm-hmm. because you're lighter to counter right. what I'm saying. Right. And that is what is usually Absolutely. happening. And that is what she is saying should not be that happening. Should never happen. It should not be your counter argument. Mm-hmm. We can have these conversations. We can openly talk about how right. our shades of blackness affects our experience. Mm-hmm. And we should be having these conversations. Mm-hmm. But if you're using that as a way to counter someone else's experience and right. make it invalid, that's where it's a fucking problem and that's where we need you to stop that is not okay skirt that right absolutely yeah and and so for light-skinned people who because i was i was saying something on twitter and and um somebody said to me you know thanks for saying this i'm afraid oftentimes to talk about my feelings about like the shit that i experienced as a light-skinned person and i was like you have to first of all you have to be really comfortable with who you are and like comfortable with your complexion and shit to yeah. talk about your complexion yeah. as a light skinned person mm-hmm. you have to be comfortable with the dynamics of that to discuss that shit um, or else it could go, it could go south yeah. fast um, you have to be comfortable with it you have to be informed with it and you have to understand time and place but that shouldn't it shouldn't mean that you cannot speak about it you yeah. know what I'm saying you are a black person that experiences racism and horrible shit happens to you and bad things happen to us because of colorism as well yeah. you know what I'm saying so like it's important that you feel comfortable discussing those things but you have to be comfortable like with yourself and understand the nuance of it and with blackness and understand your privilege before being before, able to like before you yes, can vocalize exactly, that shit exactly exactly which is why even me and I, I feel like I'm well versed but even me there are certain things that I I can sit here and have a conversation with you about or even on the podcast that I can I can because it's in context I can verbalize it in a certain way ways that I wouldn't type it on Twitter uh-huh. you know what I'm saying sometimes yeah. I do talk about stuff like like I talk about I talked about the casting uh-huh. um, of Thurgood Marshall on Twitter but I can't certain things I cannot talk about on Twitter because 
of it, it will be taken out of context. And it'll just be sound bites. So just get right. take sound bites of what you yes. said rather than yes. taking in the whole yes. thing. Right. So, and it's important that yeah. I'm not I'm not that I don't want to be offending or triggering mm-hmm. dark skinned folks by giving a half assed um half assed dissertation on some light skin shit that yeah. I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I feel you. Um so that's that. Thank you so much, Jasmine for listening to us right thanks for coming over here and checking us out um and thanks for correcting us and giving us that tidbit about kaepernick and and him sacrificing portions of his privilege i'm about to say kaepernick (laughs) (laughs) him sacrificing portions of his privilege and leveraging his privilege to take the stand yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. who knows what type of shit he would have experienced as a darker skinned black person doing this you know what i'm saying taking the stand that he took who knows word we don't know mm-hmm. who you are you know? texting do you want to get into news it's not news yes i'm able to do through two things at once i don't know about you yeah, yeah you see how i was already starting to say news is not news but i was like having and, a moment and you. i was listening to yeah. you yeah but you don't know how to do those uh, things whatever. news is not news let's uh-huh. get into it in a world where don lemon is considered a respectable news anchor in a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways, with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's so, not news. Today's news that's not news story is actually brought to us by a friend of the show, Dap is Dope. He posted some um an article actually he actually was talking about how to ways in which we speak about um we know what happened in puerto rico and how everyone is mostly talking about puerto rico and how they need help and how trump is being a like a piece of shit about Mm -hmm. help and puerto rico this and that but there were other islands that were affected Mm -hmm. and there were other islands that are actually american islands that were affected that is no one's talking about so he had a thread of tweets where he was trying to navigate how do i say what about these other islands Mm -hmm. but not sounding like one of the motherfuckers who are like what are these other islands um his resolve was just to just show ways that you could donate Mm -hmm. to all of these places which i think um makes lots of sense so he um pulled up this new york times article called how to help puerto rico and other islands after hurricane maria um and they have lots of links to um charities that you can donate to um they also like we all been doing the show is that it's important to research these charities before giving anything because we are not responsible for <laughs> we don't know you know like we, mm-hmm. we don't know these things mm-hmm. and the new york times doesn't even know these things so do your research so many things they don't know <laughs> so do your research so here are is one two three four there's five of them here they are a coalition of elected officials in new york and puerto rico joined by the joined by the hispanic federation um they are a nonprofit group and um we'll have the link for them and you can donate to them there's a few of them, but we'll have the links for all of them. There's Dominica Hurricane Relief. Dominica was another island. Dominica. Dominica. Okay. I say it that way. Okay. okay. Um, that was affected by the island, and I mean, affected by the island. It is an island. It was defect- affected by the hurricanes. Also, um, you can donate to them. Um, that is the gov. The government of Dominica is collecting donations through just giving. Um, and a link will send you there. Um, the money will go towards temporary roofing, blankets, and non-perishable foods. 
Um, then there is Fun for Virgin Islands, the community of Foundation of Virgin Islands. It's a nonprofit. They collect they are collecting donations as well. Um, GoFundMe actually has a list of many campaigns for many different islands um, that you can donate to. So you can uh, go to that link, and then they have the list of the many different ways that you can donate to people from too many different islands in the Caribbean who are affected by Maria and Irma, actually. Um, and then the last one is Unidos for Puerto Rico. This initiative from Patrice Rosilio, the first lady of Puerto Rico. I don't know why I enjoyed reading that. <laughs> List private sector help um, to provide aid to those affected by the hurricanes, Irma and um, uh, Hurricane Irma and um, Maria. So those are five ways that you could donate to these many islands that were affected by these hurricanes. Um, Yes, and we just made it our news, just not news story. Love it. And click a link, donate. Donate, yo. Research, give money. donate, That's right. give money. Yes. Support. Yep. Cool. Thank you for that. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome for that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> do you have a pit? Yes, I have a pit. Everybody strap in. We're about to open some fucking windows. The new XXX has got to be more dangerous, deadlier. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Yes, I have a pit. What is a pit? The pit is where we throw undesirable people, places, or things. It is the opposite of a libation. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> it is the fiery pit of foolishness. Uh, it's where we all we throw in all the folly, all the foolish yes. folks. All the malarkey. Somebody said we should we need to change the um the little our little jingle Never. The pit. Nope. Never no, forget. No, because we talk about Don Lemon being, Never being a loser. Forget. Never forget. Because right. it'll come full circle and you're he'll be doing it again. Right. Never forget. He sealed his fate. He's in the pit forever. It is what it is. Yeah. Can't come back. Can't. Shit. Um, okay. So the pit. Um, I'm actually throwing she's problematic. Mm -hmm. Lots of people don't like her, mm -hmm. and I get why they don't. Yeah. I actually still like her. I still like her too. And if you listen, if you're like old school, like T-Hive, if you've listened to us from like way back in the day, you know that like we fuck with her pretty yeah, hardcore. Yeah, fuck with her. Um, we haven't talked much about her in any direction because we do fuck with her. Yeah. And like she's really, she is, um, she's learning publicly. She's learning publicly and there are so many motherfuckers that y'all fuck with. Mm -hmm. black men in particular yes, that are fucking that are problematic problematic yes. vile and are actually doing things that yep. hurt me yep. like actually doing things mm -hmm. that hurt me mm -hmm. and you love and keep for them so i can still like her yeah. even though some of the things she says are like bitch what you saying mm -hmm. but i say bitch what you saying to my friends right. so like you know whatever um so this person is azalea banks mm -hmm. um and i'm throwing her in a pit because she shot some tweets um, directed towards Cardi B. Cardi, <laughs> it oh. was the day. Barty, Barty gang. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was the day that Cardi became number one mm -hmm. on the Billboard on charts. the Billboard charts. Maybe the day or the day after. Mm -hmm. But um, we're renaming those the Bronx Board charts. So oh, that's fine. You know, and she was on those the Bronx Board charts. Mm -hmm. Um, and being the Bronx bitch that Barty is, mm -hmm. she posted a video of Azalea Banks, who had in the past talked about her. Um, um. No, she she had talked about her that like that weekend. She was talking real? about her. Yeah, that was a response. Oh my 
god, yes, that'd be even more yes. party. So, so yeah, so Azalea the, was talking shit that that weekend, like around that time, and that's when she posted it. I love her even mm-hmm. more. I didn't know that was a thing of the mm-hmm. story. Thank you for that. Yeah, that brought me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a good. Um, well, I think it was that weekend. I love it a good clapback. I don't yeah. know. You don't yeah. know either, but mm-hmm. I like that story, so we'll keep it at that. <laughs> okay. Um, I love a good clapback. So she says with these these things she says. Um, I'll just I guess since the clapback was after, I thought this was different. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardi B released a video on her own Instagram mm-hmm. of Azalea Banks singing Bodak Yellow and going in and having the time of her life. Yep. It was like, even the haters love it. That's yeah. why I'm number one. Yeah. And I was in the video. I'm watching. I was, I was like, you was in the video. No, I was not in the video. <laughs> no, I, I was watching the video and I'm looking at one black woman get hype off another black woman and that's what the fuck we live for, mm-hmm. yo. Yeah. Fucking great. Um, so these are the tweets that Azalea Bank released. I'm guessing... Before yeah, it was before it was okay. definitely before the video. Before okay. she dropped the video. So here are the tweets. There's a few of them. I'm just not sure how female rap got to this point. With all the strides we've made in proving ourselves to be th- thought leaders and intellectuals, we keep getting stuck with such trash representatives. Not saying women shouldn't rap, but the vetting process for who gets most visibility needs to be a bit more refined. Mm -hmm. The female rap representative needs to be intelligent. Then she accused... Oh, that's the article. That's not the tweet. (laughs) My bad. We're not talking about respectability. We're talking about intelligence. Black men are always choosing some idiot savant to be the face of female rap rather than a woman with actual brains and intellect. There are a lot of very smart, well-read, intelligent female rappers, but black men make sure we are represented at a large by women who don't really make the cut as far as intellect goes. Just stupid stripper, bathtub grout, butt injections, broken speech, over-specialized, and catering directly to their desire to be able to control her. Black men on black men only champion women they can control in, in female rap, and it shows. Female rap doesn't need any more post-Nicki Minaj mascots. Iggy was the white man's Nicki Minaj. Now CB has become the poor man's Nicki Minaj. Um, this whole thing is mad racist. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. I mean, it's only three more tweets. There's an entire industry set around. Did she around. call her a nigger in this before it's over? Like with a hard on. <laughs> nope. This shit is mad racist. There's an entire industry set around trying to emulate Nicki's Nikki's business model, and it's and it's quite cringe. I'd rather just Nicki and some female rap deserves. Oh, I'd rather just Nicki. Um, female rap deserves options. I guess so. Then, lol. Shorty is a dunce, and that's. So she also she also talks about um. She, also, she has since deleted those tweets. Right, right, right. She also mentioned that she thought that she that Cardi was gonna be um a new hot Latina MC instead of... Instead of what? In, instead of, like, perpetrating blackness. Instead of, like, trying to be the next, like, Nicki Minaj. Like, she specifically... I don't have the quote, the tweet to quote, but she mm-hmm. specifically acknowledges Cardi as Latina being something different and separate from blackness. Blackness. Yeah. Which annoys me because she talks about how much she was around Dominicans and how mm-hmm. Dominican women 
influence her life. Mm-hmm. But now you're like they over there. They over there. Like They're what separate. the fuck? You, and, right. You right. you have you are you were on that interview yeah. on the breakfast. Mm-hmm. Was it the breakfast club? No, it was the other one, the Hot ninety seven one. Mm-hmm. But you was going in, and you a lot of like the way you speak and a lot of whatever is is is, is tied to mm-hmm. the Dominican neighborhood yeah. that you grew yeah. up in. And then yeah. here's the Dominican. She's, she could she's only videotaping be like alleged Santa Maria yeah, rituals like, and shit. Mm-hmm. And now she don't know what an Afro Latina is. Yeah, mm-hmm. like what? Are you fucking serious? So yeah. it was that. Then it was the fact that she. It's. Does she not know the history of women in hip hop? Like I feel like she doesn't know a lot of things. Ex- exactly. So it's, it's sh- just shut up, Azalea. Yeah. Shut up is okay to shut up, and you have issues with shutting up. It is okay to shut up. It it is fine for you to not know things. Learn them quietly right. and then maybe speak about them later. Because it's like if you look at who was the the other number one person, she's a complete contrast to what Cardi B is mm-hmm. and what the standard was. Mm-hmm. Before, you can only be a black woman um, who was a hip-hop. Rel, you was go, rel wet, rel, yeah, well you had to be real wet. Yep. You had to seem educated to so mm-hmm. all of this stuff. You, there was mm-hmm. a standard you had to you be. You had to be you what just, at the time was yeah. the opposite of a stripper. You had you to, had be, to right, be. So right. like, what the fuck are you talking about? There mm-hmm. was a time where all rappers were kind of like a Queen Latifah thing and mm-hmm. you kind of you be talking about righteous shit and, yep. th- and that's all you could do yep. as a woman rapper. So what the fuck are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. do you want range or not? Do you want us to be a whole lot of different things or do you just want one thing mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj is not the first rapper to, to fucking come out and have sex appeal be a part of her mm-hmm. draw that's right. not the first time that happened like the fuck have you heard of Soy and Pepper like mm-hmm. you make no sense yeah. like just shut the fuck up and, and why like it is okay to be angry mm-hmm. it is okay to not like something mm-hmm. it's okay to do all of that stuff but stop trying to sh- stop trying to hide why you don't like things why you don't fuck with things like systematic shit that you're fucking making up in your head that's mm-hmm. not what it is you just right. don't like her yeah. Th- and it's fine you don't have to like everybody but to make it like it's this systematic thing that black men are only pushing that and all it, like just mm-hmm. like shut up it's not all it's, that's not what it is right right that's right. not what it is and 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 i do think that there is something to be said in terms of like colorism right so like would cardi be <laughs> would Cardi B be anyway? <laughs> would Cardi B be where she is right now if she if she looked like Azalea, right? So mm-hmm. if physically Cardi B was Azalea Banks, would she be where she is now? Would she be? Would she have been cast on Love and Hip Hop? Would her antics have been as comical to everyone on Instagram? Yeah, is she allowed a certain level of access because she is light skinned That's mm-hmm. highly possible, right? But like, let's, which Cardi let's talk has, about that. Which Cardi has talked about herself. And she talks about her And acknowledged herself yes. down from yes. when she was a stripper, yes. how she knew that her being a lighter person yes. attributed to these things. But this is like, that's why it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. This woman has spoke about these things. Right. And right. I know this right. stuff exists. Mm-hmm. I know that, you're like, mm-hmm. so to say that, to, to act as if she does these things and she exists independent of colorism or independent of as if she's just skipping around not acknowledging Mm -hmm. that these things are benefactors of her is foolish Mm -hmm. you're the unintelligent one regardless Mm -hmm. of her broken english or not with that shit with her broken english she's acknowledged this stuff and said this stuff Mm -hmm. go through her instagram and you will fucking see that shit but because you think that being smart or knowing having knowledge of self or having knowledge of self in this womanism shit is about you speaking a certain way, mm-hmm. looking a certain way, right. um, some t- t- kind of academia tied mm-hmm. to it, the amount of books you fucking read and mm-hmm. all this other dumb s- white supremacist systematic shit that mm-hmm. you think is tied to intelligence, you won't even acknowledge her or you won't even pay attention to the stuff she said. This stuff mm-hmm. has been said. 
She has acknowledged these things. She's a problematic fave, this one, Azealia Banks, because it's it's sad, like, as I listen to it and think of, like, some of the stuff that she has done to herself and just, like, you know, um, in relation to other people as well. It's just, like, this whole thing is from white supremacy. Yeah. She feels like rappers should be a certain way, allegedly, because of white supremacy. So because you're a black girl rapping you have to read you have to do you have to, it's that whole we have to be better we have yeah, to present ourselves a certain exactly. way that comes from white supremacy shit and the truth of the matter is aside from being like wild problematic on the regular and being reckless she is a darker skin mc she's mm-hmm. a black girl with something to say she's yeah. not holding her tongue and mm-hmm. people don't like that shit so i understand like it's it's torment to yeah, an extent. I, like, you know what like, i'm saying because we said it on the show we spoke about her um probably last year this time who right. knows but i was i brought up how she's not allowed to be in air quotes crazy but connie is right. like connie is allowed to, oh that's just connie being connie but mm. because this young black girl is saying this shit it's like what the fuck is wrong with her right. and right. i know it has to do with her color and i know it has to do with her being a black woman and all mm. of this shit why that stuff is not accepted when she says her, her crazy air mm-hmm. quotes is not accepted it's just irrational black woman shit right. angry black woman shit you know them black women always be talking mm-hmm. and they don't know what the fuck they talking mm-hmm. about so i get that space for her because i experienced that space for myself where people mm-hmm. just because i look the way i look um if i say something it's, it's something else yeah. than if you say it because we look very different yeah a lot of our experiences even like walking together i don't always say something about it because mm-hmm. there's no need to bring up colorism yeah. every time we experience it but you and i experience things in the world even walking around together differently because yeah. people treat me a certain way because i'm light-skinned people treat you a certain way because i'm light because you're, you're dark skin yeah brown skin it's um yeah it's fucking fucked up yo. yeah so i get the space and i know that's for me that's why i empathize with her in a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit because i am her yeah like you don't really listen to me you just see this mm-hmm. black ass body and anything i say is just bullshit right. so i get that space but i need for her to like i don't with, with this argument it was just like girl what, what are you doing mm-hmm. what are you doing mm-hmm. what are you doing and you're, you're perpetuating the same things that you speak against because mm-hmm. you have not honestly taken in cardi because you saw what you saw you heard what you heard as far as her broken English. Yeah. You've seen her curvy, fem-ass, fake body or whatever, and you shut it off. And it was like, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. This doesn't deserve my brain space or whatever. Mm-hmm. You made that decision. Um, and you don't like when people do that to you. Yeah. And you're a black-ass body. So why are you doing that to Cardi mm-hmm. and her? You know, it was, just, it was just... And then they're, like, similar in age, so they're both learning right, in right, front right. of us. Um but it just, just I don't know, like Azealia, mm-hmm. get it together, mm-hmm. get it together. Yeah, get it together. Girl. Cause you're like, I've, you're talented. Get it fucking together. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the um the text exchange that she had with Nikki? No. Right. So all over the weekend in uh, in Young Hot Mess, she <laughs> was texting Nikki and saying texting that or like DMing. DM text one or the other, reaching out to her um privately. Uh-huh. saying that um, uh, she apologized for talking a bunch of shit about her. Mm-hmm. It was long. You know how, you know, 20-somethings. Long paragraphs of, you know, feelings and all this stuff it's, or whatever. I'm, I don't understand the hate of, like, black femmes or, like, not even femmes, black femmes who are, like, who appear, their bodies will make you assume they appear to do things for male gays. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's what they do, but mm-hmm. it's like, 
why do we hate those women? Right, like, right, right. Well, these were apologies. I know I'm right, just right, saying that, right. but th- I'm pretty sure like yeah. her hate for her came from that space. Yeah. Here's this woman looking like this. And, it, you know, it's just like, oh, it just drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. As a big titty black woman with thick ass thighs, mm-hmm. it offends me when like I see other women shut women down simply because of their body form. Mm-hmm. Or it's just, it's just it's very disappointing. Right, right, right. Yeah, so she apologized. She was like, I'll never... I'll never say another bad word about you and blah, 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 blah. Um, long, long, sorry. My fucking family with this fucking group chat. I'm trying to get to my tweets and the fucking <laughs> group chat. They're not talking about nothing. Keeps popping up. Are they, do they all have iPhones? No. You can mute it. You can That's mute why it. it's so much more annoying. You can mute the conversation. Oh, so Nikki's response was, you're very talented and very smart. Focus on what matters from now on. <laughs> I like that. Right. That's my that's my version of perfect thanks. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Oh um, my God. Yeah. But anyway, so I don't know. I love Azalea. If you want to fucking hang out with us or like come and talk on the show or whatever, like you can hang out with us outside of the pit. I don't do pits. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's in the pit right now. Oh, she's in the pit. So right. I'm hanging so out with her down pause. there. She's on time. Um, nah, I'm okay with checking my friends. I'm mm-hmm. fans of people, and I will say, Nah, girl, what are you right. doing? But did we Beyonce dance too hard? I be telling her. Um, you do be telling. Her. I do. I'm yeah. not. I'm not a. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you about yourself. Mm-hmm. If I love you, like, mm-hmm. yeah. If I hate you, I'm really gonna tell you mm-hmm. about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, like, I don't know what's going on, girl. But like, work through that. Yeah. We love yeah. you though. Yeah, we do. We love you. We'll fight for you. That's the yeah. I would fight for her even if I didn't like her. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah. I think we did we do we a did show? A show. We did, but we also got an iTunes. Hey, Apple Podcasts, Purple App. Purple app. So if you have updated your iOS on the iPhone, it is an easier way for you to do reviews now. Damn. So you go to the purple app. You go to whatever podcast you listen to, mm-hmm. and then you have to scroll down. Just keep scrolling down to the first episode. <laughs> you have to go to the first episode? Yeah, but just scrolling is quick. Like, I'm going to do hours right now. Okay. And we have, um, well, when this um, post, we will have 123 episodes. Okay. So I'm on hours. Mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling down, and it's right there. Um, that's not even the first episode. Oh yeah, that's the first one. But right there, it says reviews. Uh-huh. Beth, it's right there, so it's in one place. You mm-hmm. don't have to do all that other shit that we right. would talk about. And you just press see all, and then you see all the ratings, and then you can leave one. I like it. So much simple. That's Actually, cool. no, I'm lying. We'll go right down, and it says write a review. You don't even have to see all of them to write the review. I like it. So it's really simple. I'm glad that it's a little more complex. They do need to work a little harder because less, less complex. Um, yeah. Thanks, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I think that it shouldn't be scrolled all the way down here, but at least it's in one space mm-hmm. um, to write a review. So we got a review, and the review is um, funny and relatable. Um, we got five stars, and it says, Dope show, full of laughs and thought-provoking content. Um, oh, it's Jay from Words Pod. Thank you, Jay. Thanks, Jay. From Words Pod. We appreciate you. Yes, yes, yes. You guys check out Words Pod. Yep. So that's the latest review mm-hmm. that we got. Um, be sure to leave us a review and rate us on iTunes. Um, it Apple helps Podcast, us. Purple app. 
<sighs> purple app. I like that one. Mm-hmm. I don't like Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Purple app. Um, leave us a review. Rate us. Um, we love your comments on our SoundCloud. You can catch us on Google Play, um, Stitcher. Lots of places. Lots of podcasting apps. Yeah, yeah. We're on the Purple app. We're on SoundCloud. We're all over the place. So make sure that you are, in addition to leaving us reviews, make sure that you are following us and subscribed in all those places so that motherfuckers know that you fuck with the show, that you listen to it. It attracts people who we need to see it, to see it. We like that shit. Um, you can follow us on social media. Social media. Okay. Follow us on, on Twitter. All right. On Twitter and Instagram. On at Okay. At T with QJ. So weird. It's the background music. Okay. Um, at at T with QJ. (laughs) You don't know how to do it. No, I can't multitask. At T with QJ. I'm sound sensitive like Kanye. At T with QJ. Um, on Twitter and Instagram. We are on Facebook and Tumblr. T with Queen and J. You can check out our website, T with Queen and J dot com. And as always, you can send us T mail, T with Queen and J at gmail dot com. What else? Um, we are on did you do the Tumblr and the Facebook. I did do all that shit. What are your hashtags? We have a website. You told him a website. I did. Black oh. Lives Matter. Say her name. Disability too white. Stop killing trans women. All Black Lives Matter. Straight black men are the white people of black people. <laughs> Light skinned black men matter. <laughs> Light skinned black men matter. Dark skinned people have feelings too. Light skinned poses are not a thing. Fat women suck dick. Fat women suck dick. <laughs> Fat women matter. Dark skinned women suck dick. Dark women suck dick. Dark skinned women matter. Not just light skinned bitches is bougie. Fenty beauty. Um, <laughs> what, else? <laughs> what else? What other hashtags are important? Oh, Black God. Panther so lit. Hashtag film this. Hashtag Spoonie chat. Um, Valissa Thompson has a new podcast that I haven't listened to yet. But I wanted to mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, her hashtag is disability too white, and we talk about. Yeah, we talk. We mentioned her, her often. a few times. Yeah, what's her podcast? Here we go. Here we go again. We're going through the same thing. Here we go again. Um. Oh wait, I re- we retweeted it on the show thing. Remember when, oh, when all of those New Jack swing songs had that? that like they all I don't remember them all having that. <laughs> and I love New Jack swing, yo. It's always some unaudible part that's like... You're right. You're right. You're so silly. <laughs> I'm so done with you. Look. The life shows me. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so Melissa Thompson has a new podcast called Wheel Deal Pod. What is wrong with you? <laughs> stop it um it's called wheel deal pod that is her new podcast wheeling and dealing with neil and velissa i like velissa check Mm -hmm. out her podcast and i'm gonna try and do that shit as well um and they are on twitter at wheel deal pod so that's wheel w-h-e-e-l like wheelchair yo are you ready to end the show now i guess uh yeah okay Bye. Bye. I hear that's a video going around about the Big D. And you know, Mama's always loved herself a Big D. <laughs> but there's something more important going on. My book. It's called The Mother of Black Hollywood. Go to Amazon and pre-order. It drops on November 14th. Ow. Ah. Ah. Ah.
These fools told me to rap for my book. So I tap, tap, tap for my book. Red lips for my book. Titties and hips for my book. I hit a high note for my book. Now you woke for my book. Rub a pum pum for my book. You bitches better run for my book. I got a plate and a pig. Cause my book gon' be big. My book gon' be big. Cause my face is on a plate. And I got a yellow pig. Order my book.